0: Let me get a 10-piece hot, extra crispy, extra wet. Let me get a blue cheese, matter of fact, two. I I'm on celery and fries and a peach drink. And make sure my fries is hot because they was cold last time. You are now listening to the Extra Crispy, Extra Wet Podcast. Hosted
1: by the young aunties. Welcome to the Extra Crispy Extra Wit podcast, you guys. Season five,
2: episode one.
1: Can y'all um, believe we're on season five?
2: No. No.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh.
2: Nah.
1: Uh, we are so excited about this because this is our first time on camera for our recorded podcast so (inaudible) drop a bomb (laughs) all right so y'all we're gonna break it down for you guys um come on in the room come on in the room we call this the room okay um we are the young aunties some of the young aunties the hosts of this podcast um and we are so glad have y'all here? Y'all could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us, and we appreciate that. This. this is also our first time on YouTube. Um, we are usually just on your major um platforms for podcasts, and we're doing something different. We are moving forward and pushing on, and we appreciate y'all coming along the journey with us. Now, y'all might be wondering, what is a young auntie? Well, I'm gonna tell you. A young auntie is any woman doing a thing, living the best life in this world, you know, doing all the regular, regular, regular things, working side, hustling, chasing dreams, leading families, starting businesses, kicking ass, taking names, and trying not to get sexually assaulted while doing it all. Okay. What do we talk about? Everything. We talk about our favorite foods, the latest movies, celebrity news, politics, finances your man and, he, and or woman in their relationships and that bitch that got you fucked up at work. We're discussing it all, okay? And we are so glad to have y'all here now. We are an Atlanta-based uh, podcast, which means we are in the South, and we consider it rude to walk in the room and not introduce ourselves. So we're going to start with that. Kay, kick us off.
0: What's going on, everybody? It's Auntie Kirby, a.k.a. Where is Kirby Ann, a.k.a. the West Side Wood Nymph, and I am checking in from the SWATs. As usual. Yes, and every team got to have a killer. It's Aunt Kaylee, a.k.a. uh, Killer
2: Kaylee with no kills, a.k.a. the original Kaylee established in 1985. Hashtag, (laughs) stop gentrifying my name. I'm going to stop gentrifying her name.
1: right. All right, we want to play with the (laughs) yo-yo. Hey,
3: this is Auntie Yolanda, a.k.a. Yo-yo, a.k.a. Yoda. Um, Definitely represented from up top, you know, NYC, but I'm down in the A, so, you know, fun and family. I'm in here.
1: Everybody needs a New York nigga on their team, for real. Hey. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's a big part of Atlanta. A lot of people from up top come down and end up in the A, so we're glad to have her here. And y'all know who I am. It's your favorite homegirl, Nick, from the old school, I on you, where we put it on you. And we're going to get this thing going. Now, you probably noticed the title, Extra Crispy, Extra Wet. Yes, it is a hot wing reference. And we're serious about our wings down here in Atlanta. So we're going to get to our next segment. But we're going to tell y'all what is on our plate, what is our wing order of the day. Uh, Auntie Kaylee,
2: what you eating on there? I want something classic today. Just a traditional, extra hot uh, wing with the side of blue cheese, celery, carrots, just real clean. And the crinkle fries, extra Lowry's, thank you. And then a nice little mixture of uh, the mayonnaise and ketchup because I'm a Black person who loves their mayonnaise. Unlike thank some people you. in Atlanta, clearly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> OK, OK, she keeping it extra hot, so you want a little spicy. I do, yeah. always. Mm, OK, OK, OK. Auntie Yo-Yo, Yeah, yeah. What you got on right your
3: so y'all know I've been battling going back with the meats and, and whatnot, um, but I'm going to no go ahead fan. and hail a, ch- a good old chicken wing um, today, and I'm feeling a little
2: uh,
3: habanero, um, throwing a little habanero, uh, Got to have my blue cheese, I, I can't do nothing else with that, um, I like a little spicy, and it definitely has to be a little crispy, but um, I do like to have a little bit of extra habanero sauce on the side, because, you know, when I'm feeling a little wet coming along, um, dippage is important, um, definitely a little side salad to follow through, and, you know, because I'm in the A, I've gotten accustomed to a peach drink, um, so I'm going to have that on the side, too. Mm-hmm. On,
1: hey, peach drink. Yeah, she's going to take that back to New York. They ain't going to know what she's
0: talking about. They're like, huh What? <laughs> And this would an a, not an i. Drink.
1: Yes. Drink. Drink.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. We don't do peach I'm drink.
3: learning. We do the peach best drink. teacher in the world out here, Kirby. Thank you so
0: much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> come down here and ask for a peach drink. We we not gonna know what you're talking about. No. <laughs> so you going to have an arrow? Y'all big on the spice today, okay, Auntie Kirby? Come on. You always got something good for us. Listen. Water today.
0: I actually did see my butt over to JR Crickets last night. So I'm going to tell y'all what my order was. It was a 20-piece, okay. extra, extra crispy, split, medium, and Sanchez. And those who do, are not familiar with JR Crickets, Sanchez is teriyaki with lemon pepper sprinkles, okay? Um, I didn't do my peach drink because I am also trying to keep it cute on the sugar. The wings was already teriyaki. And I got some celery. I ate all of that up. Super-duper crunchy. Keep it in water, by the way, y'all, when you take the celery home. That's a new trick that I learned. I feel real intelligent. Um, So definitely drank that with some, uh, or ate it with some water. Um, What else did I have on my plate last night? I also had some sliced nectarines because I was feeling fruity. Um, And what else? Um, I think that was about it. I also had it with a side of pride, success, and confidence. Oh, best sides. (laughs)
1: did you get the chunky blue cheese oh i thought that, that, that was
0: i thought it was implied i actually got three full medium sized containers hey. because see 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 one of the problems is people get their wings and don't get enough sauce <laughs> it takes more than that little itty bitty what is it that two ounce joint that people be giving you so i right. always get the four ounce ones because see that chunky blue cheese at Jr. Cricket's, you gotta scoop mm. that wing in there. Whether you're a flat lover or whether you're a drum lover, it doesn't matter. You gotta be able to get that thing out like it's a shovel. So I always get a little deep well. And if I'm feeling really free, I get the large, the large. That's a lot of blue cheese, y'all. It's gonna be gas. So you know. Yeah, this, this is you're gonna have <laughs> enough
1: of a blue cheese to be using for salads and other kind of stuff. But Jr. Cricket's blue cheese got that extra chunky, good blue cheese. So mm. I'm with it. Um, my wing order today, I have not had this in a long time. And that is some good barbecue wings. Mm, right. And I just want me some good barbecue wings with like a sweet barbecue sauce. You know, with a little tang in it, it gets you right here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? You that like,
2: duck. Yeah, get that duck
1: working.
2: Yeah. Yep, you get that yep. Right
1: here. <laughs> you know, and I want me a, a chunky blue cheese. And I want me a ranch because I like options. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying for for dipping but that that's that's what I want and I, don't I like want no it. sides I just want the wings okay. and I want me a big old big old cup of ice cold water mm. Mm. But well, that's our wing orders of the day. The auntie is about to eat good, y'all. Um, We're gonna move it right along to one of my favorite portions of the show. Auntie Jazzy's not here, but we always hold it down with auntie of the week. Auntie Kirby
0: got us. Who is our auntie of the week? This week, our auntie of the week, we're going to be honoring Miss Latasha Brown. So, Latasha Brown is the co-founder of the voting rights group, Black Voters Matter, uh, which has been noted for its work in the 2017 US Senate special election in Alabama and its influence during the 2020-2021 Georgia State Elections. Uh, Shout out to Stacey Abrams. Um, The Voting Rights and Community Empowerment Organization strives to, quote, increase power in our communities uh, by focusing on voter registration, independent election-related expenditures, and organizational development and training for other grassroots groups. Uh, BVM played a key role in the 2017 election of Doug Jones to the United States Senate from Alabama. Jones was the first Democrat to fill the seat since 1992, and Black voter turnout was especially notable in that election with 98% of Black women casting votes for Jones. And a year later, the organization saw another victory. Brown and her team were credited with increasing Black voter turnout during the 2020-2021 Georgia state elections, including the pivotal United States Senate runoff election won by Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff. So we want to give a big shout out, a big old hug, and a lot of auntie love to Ms. Latasha Brown for being a co-founder of the Voting Rights Group, Black Voters Matter. Making sure that Black votes are heard, seen, and understood. So, congratulations to you, Auntie of the week, Latasha Brown. Oh, Latasha Brown, good.
1: y'all. We do aunties every week. We like to highlight women um, who have made history or are currently making history. We like to give them their flowers. So, Auntie Latasha Brown. Um, if you want more information, y'all, remember to check out our social media. Um, Auntie Kirby does us so well. We're keeping up our social media and she uh provides great information, photos, and things like that about aunties of the week as well. There, so check us out at extra crispy extra Wet on Instagram. But y'all see y'all saw my girls pointing at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> like some professionals. Let me see it, ladies. <laughs> let me let me see it
0: one more
1: time. <laughs> <laughs> We've been waiting to do this, y'all. We've been waiting. We're excited. All right, that is Auntie of the Week. Moving on to what y'all came here for, that good old menu. We're about to get into that meat and potatoes. We discuss hot topics all over the board, but we start with Atlanta first. I'm coming to the girl from the SWATs, Auntie Kirby. A lot been going on in Atlanta since we took a couple weeks off. I need you to catch catch us up on a few of those things. I'm throwing it to you. We'll talk about it.
0: What's going on in Atlanta? Child, like, people been sneaking, creeping, and doing the most in Atlanta. The kids ain't safe. The adults ain't safe. Ain't nothing safe out here no more. The first story that caught my eye was actually one from uh, Channel 12 WSFA um, in my family, Alabama. The fact that our news is getting to Alabama before it even gets right. to Alabama. It says that police find guns stashed behind candy bars at gas stations in Atlanta. Apparently, the police in Atlanta have reported that at least seven separate incidences in 2022 where officers have recovered guns stashed inside gas stations and convenience stores. Quote, we often get consent to go inside and remove guns from behind candy bars and in cool areas where it's been stashed to protect a drug trade that is operating out of that particular space. Which, let me just pause for a second i know many of you from atlanta know that a lot of these gas stations are not owned by people from atlanta so this is just another reason why you probably should be considering rally around your people so that we can have our own gas stations because the fact that there's drug trade going on in these gas stations and we know where those gas stations are probably located i'm gonna let y'all catch that tease continuing um, because a drug trade is in your district, is a ticking time bomb for violence. That is where we typically find and recover these. Like I just said, um, according to Sheriff Bomb, um, Atlanta officers recovered more than 1,200 guns. Now, y'all, we not even all the way six months into the year, they recovered 1,200 guns in 2022, um, an increase of 11% compared to 2021. A spokesperson for the Atlanta Police Department said these recoveries in gas stations are part of a protective, proactive sweeps by K-9 patrols. Uh, Oftentimes members of the public will call the police, alerting them potentially criminal, potentially criminal activity happening at some of these gas stations and convenience stores. And upon arrival, the suspected criminals have typically dispersed. But police have repeatedly recovered firearms and drugs left behind. And let me just say, as an Atlanta native, like I said, the fact that these particular gas stations are typically in specific areas, i.e. ungentrified areas, I think that that's very interesting and very peculiar. And also the people that are behind the counters, and the folks that own these places. Y'all, you know, I don't know how y'all feel about this. Please feel free to share. Um, but what? How would you feel if you walked into a gas station and you mind your business trying to get you some doo bees and maybe a blunt paper, and it's some it's some cocking hammers, and some steel uh, behind some candy? Auntie uh, Kaylee, what you got?
2: Um, I'm running, and then I'm telling. Uh, <laughs> I'm all for that. I am with that. Um, For anyone who is not from Atlanta, these gas stations are unsafe. I always make sure now to pump my gas during daylight hours. I go to well-lit, well-known establishments. I usually try to keep it at a QT or BJ's where I have a membership um, because people really be wilding out at gas stations. Um, But also, is this like a conspiracy thing? Like, are the gas station owners in on it? Because how are you just stashing ak's or nines or whatever you know people are using these days behind the snickers i just want to know you know so since they want to rack people up with them rico charges maybe uh there should be some charges coming down
3: Mm, that part
2: yo yo so i
3: what i think is kids carrying and giving to kids like that to, to logically put something behind some candy bars and chips it's a bunch of kids doing it right Um, And to your point, um, Auntie Kirby, like you, when you said, you know, hey, is this a conspiracy? Are they, you know, into it? Uh, Talking about these gas station owners. Um, First off, you see when they come in with bags of weed. So (laughs) you, you got cameras when you want to, you know, number two. And number three, like if you leave in full ass pieces of steel, It's not, you know, we're we're not we're we're not, not seeing it. You know what I mean? Um, I remember like growing up uh back up top and seeing people walk into, you know, the bodegas with the damn pieces and then you know tossing it and handing it right into you know the counter, talking about put this behind the counter for me. Ooh. So, you know, this is nothing new. Um Ooh. but to see this as like a, a, a big news article. Um. Yeah, what are y'all really doing? Where are we where are we pulling this information from?
1: Well, I feel like I don't miss my shot. I like to pay at the pump, but I'm about to start going in, and I'm looking behind candy chips behind the cooler. I'm trying to come up on something because ammunition is expensive. Um, I'm just, y'all just leaving it out there. So- hey, it's abandoned property. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hungry? Why wait? Grab a Snickers. And the pistol <laughs> behind it. <Why> not? <laughs> um, not I, eating, um, Depending on where you pump your gas is, Same you know thing. what I'm saying. I was like, "What? Behind the candy? The cold, What would y'all <laughs> doing?" Um, this also tells me, like you said, are y'all in on it? Because ain't nobody sweeping up under the the, the shelves and like, pulling them out and cleaning. We, <laughs> y'all we get just deliveries. Under?
2: I'm just saying.
1: I'm just like, you know what I'm saying? If I roll a little cool, y'all know the little cool is that be by the, yeah. by the uh front. If I roll it to the side, it's gonna be an AK land there up under it. Nobody knew, like, come on now. Who like said, indicative of <laughs> Atlanta? This is such an Atlanta story. Um the they they said that they noticed when they pull up, the police come to do their searches, everybody disperses suddenly because they're all standing out loitering we've all seen this people loitering at gas stations like auntie kaylee said this is why we go to major gas stations where they kind of crack down on stuff like that um a little bit harder to loiter at qt there's a lot of law enforcement presence at gas stations like that and they don't really allow that um auntie kirby has told y'all before about being carjacked at a gas station in atlanta and attacked there so this is a, a huge thing here anyway um i do know that the commissioner. Um, for the Cab County, Lorraine Cochran Johnson proposed legislation that would require anybody applying for a permit for a gas station in the city of Atlanta to, to have to have certain camera requirements, and they would have to hold the footage for at least 90 days um, at a time. Now, the thing about it, this only applies to new permits and doesn't impact current gas stations, so they kind of get grandfathered in, so some of those ones that are known for the problem, aren't necessarily going to be required if this passes. But again, something for um, us to look at citizens. We always encourage everyone to be involved in our local politics because these are the kind of things that we need to be pushing for um, across the board. So,
0: all right, Auntie Kirby, what else you got for us in Atlanta? (laughs) I mean, while they're putting pistols behind a candy, they're also taking money out the register. Apparently, Stonecrest, mayor pleads guilty to federal charges. Uh, federal fraud charges to be specific. A former Georgia mayor will serve nearly five years in federal prison after stealing nearly $925,000 in COVID relief funds that his city handed out. U.S. District Judge Thomas W. thrashed stone Stonecrest ex-mayor Jason Larry for 57 months in federal prison and ordered him to pay nearly $120,000 in restitution. So they need what less than 10%. The 60-year-old Larry pleaded guilty in January to fraud and theft charges. The judge says Larry's actions were "quote deplorable" uh, and rejected a defense request for Larry to avoid prison time. They won't be required to report to prison until December 15th, giving him time for more cancer treatments. Yes. About that,
1: Yo-Yo, what you got?
3: <laughs> we need this energy with all these backward-ass politicians, like. <laughs> Find them, throw them in the prison, apart. you know?
0: <laughs>
3: poor thing got cancer and, and got a
0: tough time He must no, he ain't go. poor. He ain't poor no more. It <laughs> um, <laughs> make you forget that Black people are not good at embezzling. No. So, yeah, gotta be quicker than that.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know. And I'm not trying to make fun of this man's, you know, situation. You know, God no, no, everybody. not at all. A rough situation, but baby, like you was stealing all the people's COVID money. What about the other COVID people that had cancer too? They can't get no coin. You could yeah, at yeah. least the Robin Hood, Stonecrest, and be like money for everybody. But you just gonna take it and run off on the plug. Why? Anyway, that's where I live. I could <laughs> use
2: that. I could use a little peace, Larry. I mean, dang, extra crispy, <laughs> extra. <laughs> way. I could have used that. I know, oh, yeah. Invest it, invest it back into your community at least. I mean, I don't oh, know. Man. Almost a million dollars he stole and one hundred twenty thousand dollars in restitution. I mean, right. rest of that money, right? Um, in his pocket, in his bank account, with his family at home, wherever. Oh, his your assets
0: for only five grand. I need somebody to come get him. Listen. <laughs> Mm -hmm. you're 60 years old yeah
1: why you out here stealing cause 'Cause he can like like literally grow up (laughs) how you look going to prison at 60 like him (laughs) like Stonecrest went through so much for those of y'all who don't know Lithonia and Stonecrest is basically the same thing Um, they wanted to make a city of Stonecrest for so long, just for them to finally get it. And you come in here stealing almost a damn million dollars in COVID relief funds for, what what was you about to do? You are 60 years old, you got more years behind you than you do in front of you. And you wanna
2: go waste them in prison. Yeah. have fun i mean less than five years eight hundred thousand dollars he's gonna be right there in, there in there with the people with the
1: guns behind the chocolate bars um <laughs> that old man to another old man kirby you told me about this story and i couldn't believe it
0: oh well like i said they taking you know hiding guns behind candy they taking money out the cash register and then they pushing old people over in the process <laughs> <laughs> a father who okay. for hours in Atlanta Street after falling from the martyr bus, daughter, daughter says. April Jordan says her 72-year-old father is now confirmed to, uh, confined to a Brady Hospital bed after lying in the middle of a hot Atlanta street for three hours. Now, let me pause, y'all, for a second. Atlanta has had a heat wave for close to two and a half weeks. There have been days when the temperature has reached as high as 99 with an index of 108, which means it feels like Arizona, but with steam because we have high humidity. So to be laying out in the street and you are confined to a wheelchair already for three hours and we got blacktop concrete, he probably got third degree burns. There's all kinds of stuff that could have happened to him. She got a call from her father saying, can you call 911 April, I'm stuck out here. Uh, Jordan told Channel 2 Action News, uh, one of their anchors, Ashley Lincoln, that she received a (laughs) frantic call from her dad after he fell out of a martyr bus while in his wheelchair. She said that he was actually on his back he was tired just about the entire time. She says, she told, uh, she says he told her the martyr driver lifted the ramp prematurely, causing him to roll out. She says the driver stayed with her father and called 911, but after several hours of waiting, first responders still had not shown up. Quote, he calls me crying, saying that he's a middle of the street in Atlanta. In the 911 call uh, obtained uh, from the city of Atlanta's police department, you can hear an Atlanta 911 dispatcher transfer the call to Grady, a dispatcher is her getting information from the modern driver. The call ends with the dispatcher telling her help is on the way. Graded and released the following statement. Per our CAD system, after completion of the emergency medical dispatch and questions, this call was coded as low level due to the patient's symptoms reported by the patient and bystanders. Dispatch made contact multiple times after the initial call and no changes in symptoms were noted. The call was later upgraded based on additional information and possible changes in the patient's symptoms. At that time, a unit was dispatched and was on the scene within minutes. EMS arrived on scene in Atlanta Fire and Marta Police Department were on scene and the patient was sitting in a wheelchair inside of the Marta bus the patient was transported to Grady per his request and also in a statement Marta said bus communications received a call in reference to an injured customer at 8 39 p.m on Friday July 8th a bus supervisor was immediately dispatched to the scene and Marta police were called to request assistance and contact EMS and at 9 p.m a bus supervisor asked for an ETA on the EMS and was advised that graded response times were delayed our bus communications, it took approximately three and a half hours for EMS in the fire department to arrive. The call was finally cleared around 11.5 PM that night. Now, all of us have had grandparents or have grandparents. Now, if my daddy or one of my grandparents called me talking about they laid out in the middle of the street, number one, I got to take off from work because I'm coming to get you because I don't trust anybody with you. But on top of that, marta might be a private organization but marta gets money from the city of atlanta in one way or the other i.e its citizens so how dare you allow someone be improperly trained or be so out of whack to allow somebody to roll off or prematurely move the ramp knowing full well that some type of incidents like this can happen and as far as grading the ems systems someone's lying in the middle of the street and as a person i have been hit by a car before i i pay too much money in federal and state taxes and local taxes, for y'all to be playing with my life like that. So shame on everybody across the board, Marta, Brady, um, and the person who was operating that bus. How would y'all feel if something like this happened to you or one of your family members? Auntie Kaylee,
2: 72-year-old man out there for three hours on on the hot ground, what you think? I mean, it's trifling. It's trifling, it's unfortunate. I feel sorry for that man and his family that's traumatic. (laughs) Um, And I don't even feel safe in my car sometimes driving on these streets, let alone being laid out, splayed out. Just my body on the streets in Atlanta. Absolutely not. Also, what happened to the wheelchair? I don't know if I missed that, but like, why was he in the street like that? I don't like. No one could sit the man up. Like, I don't know what was going on, but I mean, treat elders of elderly or elderly with respect. And dignity and I really do feel sorry for that man. And like I said, just because you are poor, you're old, um or whatever, um you still have the right to be treated with respect. So I feel sorry for that man.
1: I know sometimes they they tell you not to move people when they fall or they you know because it could cause more injury. However, totality of circumstances has to come into play as well. Um if they're on a burning hot surface that we may not want to leave them there um auntie yo-yo thought 72 year old man i see you shaking your head like
3: bruh. so first off like
1: i i used to
3: take public transportation all the time up north down here when i first moved to atlanta um Mm -hmm. nothing's more annoying than have to wait and you know have you know the wheelchair assistance go because that takes a long time so I understand from a passenger side, like how these drivers be rushing through that because they're on a time crunch. Um, Mm -hmm. But that doesn't, you know, excuse the behavior. Like, first, that process, once they lower it and they open up the flap to allow them to come in or to get off, that flap then closes. So you skip the step somehow. Um, for that man to roll off the ramp and then proceed to fall off, you know, the wheelchair to then roll onto the the street. So, you know, what the fuck? That's number one. Two, like you said, you know, there are some precautions you have to take to, you know, if anybody falls, you know, don't want to disturb the neck. Um, there could be an issue with the back, whatever the case may be, but it's hot as hell. Um...
0: At Even least it. try to
3: tuck something under this man. Um, and to that point with him being in a wheelchair, a lot of times like they don't, they don't um, take heed of those that have accessibility needs um, because one thing that I know that they do is assume that these people are homeless, mm. right? So they don't put that care onto them. A lot of them have to take public transportation just to get around, to stay cool, whatever the case may be. Um, so they don't rush to assist these folks as though they're not citizens of Atlanta, you know? Um, and then for Grady to adjust like what their priorities are, it should not matter. Man falls off it, woman falls off it, whomever falls off of a wheelchair, they're already in a wheelchair, so there's something up. That should be a priority. Why is there a delay? So, what if nothing has changed? If he didn't say, like, and vocalize that there's an issue is happening, get this man off the floor. Get this man off the
1: floor. Period. I, hope I don't know. So. I'm, sorry. I'm
0: sorry. I said, I hope he sues both of them. I'm, I'm sure somebody
1: is, is going to need some kind of answers. I mean, I definitely understand um, emergency response and how they have to break that stuff down. I know since COVID, There's been a shortage in emergency responders and medical workers all across the board. But if we are to the point where it's taking three hours for a nine one one call to be responded to, that's really scary to me because Mm -hmm. I may make a call that's assessed as low, you know, and I if it's an emergency to you, you feel it's high. But um, in the meantime, that three hours, a lot could have happened. Um, and could have caused further damage. I know the last they reported, he was still in a hospital bed at Grady. Um, Y'all, I'm not trying to, I I speak, my mind is like a constant musical, everything that's happening. And when they said that he rolled out, all I heard was roll out in my head. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do, 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 do. Man, I've, been, I've been feeling bad ever do, since then. And do, I just wanted to share do, that with y'all. Because I think that's my shadow self coming through. <laughs> Roll out like that. Okay. Um, That had to be terrifying for people to see. Mm-hmm. Like this old man. I mean, anybody. But especially an elderly person. Because them elderly people falling is different than young
0: people falling.
1: That's true. Elderly people fall and everything go to hell. They breaking hips, legs, backs, necks. They can't bounce wrists. back. And and they don't heal, you know, the way uh, people do um, when they're younger. So that that has to be scary. Three hours. I'm not sitting on the ground. I'm not walking outside barefoot on the asphalt. And I'm a country girl, and I grew up doing that. But the heat in Atlanta is not the same it has been in the past. They don't call it hot Atlanta for nothing. It is too hot for all of that. So I can't imagine laying on the hot street for three hours. No. Well, mm-hmm. and for
2: them to blame him or not blame him, but say that, oh, it wasn't a priority because, you know, his symptoms never changed or, right. you know, see, I guess they were basically trying to say that, oh, it seemed like he was doing all right. Um, so I'm supposed to assess my own medical need also right. because anything could happen. He could have had a heat stroke and not realize that it was about to happen. Anything could have happened or he could have bleeding and not felt. It. Yeah, you don't know. So just because like I can't to expect someone to be able to diagnose themselves. Yeah. I mean, I guess now it's like, okay, if something happens, I just need to tell them I'm dying or else they might not come. Right. Bitch, I fell. That's enough. <laughs> Help me. Yeah,
1: that's going to be me. I'm, I'm putting on from now on if if I got the call. And when me they get too. there, I'm going to be like, I think I got better. I don't know, but let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have peed on myself. <sighs> I mean, some, like this, this is just horrible. I couldn't imagine that being my, my parent or my grandparent no. or anything like that, but our hearts go out to that man, his family. We hope he's doing all right and doing better and that there's no like permanent damage. I really hope it's not. Um, But if it is or even if it isn't, I hope that they pursue whatever they can pursue to try to get this right. And I hope City of Atlanta is working on this. And y'all, if you want to pursue jobs and and emergency response, please go do it because we need good people on the job so that we cannot have situations like this because we need help when we need help. Atlanta's too crazy to have delays in 911, okay? Exactly All right, Auntie Kirby um, Speaking of the future and all of that Education is important here But Folks ain't getting paid What's going on?
0: Yeah, apparently uh, Summer instructional program teachers in Atlanta Are participating in They're saying that they have not gotten their coin Maybe that was a some of that COVID, re- COVID relief funds that um, our mayor of Stonecrest or previous mayor Stone Stonecrest stole. Or maybe he could have donated to the cause. It says here that teachers in a summer instructional program for hundreds of elementary age students uh, told the news that they have not been paid and they contend Atlanta Public Schools, a place I've matriculated through, is at least partly to blame. Uh, the STEM-focused program was managed by a nonprofit called Art Opportunity Knox, also known as AK. Uh, which used three APS facilities and says it received at least some of its funding from APS. Our opportunity also claims an unidentified state agency was providing money, again, the mayor of Stonecrest, and that both the school district and the state agency are holding up funding. Teachers just know they haven't been paid yet. Uh, a teacher, uh, or a Channel 2, asked the teacher, Ronnie Amos, if opportunity had given a date for payment for the last half of the m- uh, month-long course, and they stated not at all. No such correspondence has taken place, echoed other teachers and uh, additional colleagues like Julius uh, Richards. Uh, they actually met with two teachers in front of Harper Archer Elementary School on Collier Drive. Definitely won't be paid over there. Uh, One of three APS schools used uh, for the four-week instructional program overseen by AK. And frustrated by no paycheck and insufficient answers from AK and APS, Amos told Channel 2 she called the school district. One person left me a message by the name of Joy Jordan uh, and called them back and couldn't get a word out of that person yet and our opportunity is definitely pointing the fingers elsewhere A.K. emailed staff on July 1st citing quote funding delays from APS which I'm not gonna lie to y'all I had a scholarship in from me from APS so I wouldn't be surprised if that money is gone a July 8th email to staff cite quote the delay of funding from the state and school district um the state accounting office and school district noted us, notified us today that our funding is currently processing the email did not identify the purported state agency involved in funding the summer program. Channels who also visited the address on Greenbrier Parkway, another place you're not going to get your money, listed on AK emails. Uh, we asked the person who opened the door of the large church at the location, Opportunity knocks. does that uh, ring, the bell, ring a bell? And the person that answered the door said, not over here. Um, we emailed the nonprofit CEO, Chris Woods, twice Monday, asking for specifics about funding sources, but Woods was not. Uh, has not provided any information as of yet uh, one of the teachers said ak should have made sure its funding was secure and especially dealing with APS." and i say that personally uh, this is a black and white situation no gray area you're supposed to pay people one time that is it either yes or no either you receive funds or you did not and if you didn't receive funds then why would you have people work for you julius richard's concern was simple we want to get back continue with the rest of our summer and get some money to pay our bills uh, channels who actually notified APS Monday morning that we received a teacher's complaint of non-payment Tuesday, a district spokesman said he'd hope to have answers by the close of business that day. It took APS 55 hours to get a, st- a statement. Uh, but this is part of what came in just a few minutes ago. Quote, this vendor did not contact the district to express concerns about any financial challenges they were having. APS is not responsible for a vendor's inability to maintain its commitment to paying its employees on time. Ronnie Amos estimates that there are 50 to 60 teachers awaiting their checks she estimates the total amount of dispute about uh, to be approximately 45 to 50 thousand dollars and let me just comment really quickly as a product of APS not by choice but by force um I would not be surprised if APS figured out some way allegedly uh to crunch whatever numbers they need to crunch and say well listen there was some paperwork that you all missed and uh, we never confirmed said funding. But that's just alleged. That's just my theories, my hypothesis, my educated guess. And also, any organization that is willing to work with APS as it relates to funding is a foolish organization anyway. How would you all feel if your kids were in this type of program or you sent your niece or nephew, and all of a sudden teachers are not getting paid and possible programs are ending? What, what do you all make of this?
1: Um, Auntie Yo-Yo?
3: First off, in this little, uh, (laughs) stage that we're in, um, where people are trying to unionize and shit, this sounds like an issue that should be supported by a union. And I say that, um, from having, uh, family members, uh, three of my sisters work for New York city board of education. Um, and I know that anytime they have an issue with pay that is remedied very fast because they do have a union representative that ensures things like this doesn't happen. Um, From the time I moved down to Atlanta uh, to now, Atlanta public schools have always been in the news (laughs) since 07, and I'm sure prior to that, but since 07 and all that time in between when I moved back and came back. Um. Yeah. what's the? What's going on, Pay these people? Um. First of all, I ain't sending my kids nowhere that these teachers ain't getting paid. Cause if they
0: don't get paid, there goes the curriculum. So that part, I wouldn't suggest it. Even if you're from Atlanta, don't do it. Auntie <laughs> Kaylee.
2: Um. I mean, there's a reason why Georgia's not ranked high in education. Uh. They don't care. There's a lot of people that the public school system failed. Um. And it shows. Uh. All I gotta say is, if I was one of those teachers, you could say AK, you better run me my check before I get my AK. I'm not showing up if I don't get one paid. From behind need- the Snickers. <laughs> there <you> go. <laughs> Let me run down to the gas station. I'll uh, call your Greenbrier because I'm sure one of the gas stations. Cleveland
0: Avenue. One Let me of them. Behind
2: the Orange Pop. Let me go down there.
0: <laughs> and right do, you, is,
2: do you have my check now? Oh,
0: okay.
2: <laughs> Can you hear
0: me now? I- <laughs> the Orange Pop. Period. I'm not even trying to hate, like, I love my city like with all my heart. But to until yo-yo's point, I got to APS in 2000 and I had problems with the system every single year, whether it was students, teachers, programs, and uh summer programs that were associated with APS or had partnered with APS for some some reason or another. And y'all have heard on seasons before. And if you haven't, please go back and listen. Auntie Kirby, me, I talk about it all the time. Black people do not know how to steal. So stop stealing. Stop stealing from each other and stop stealing from these kids. Because what it ends up being is that it's a bunch of adults that don't know how to take care of business, and the children are the ones that suffer. Part of the reason why I didn't even get to go to my college of my choice because I was promised a scholarship and given documentation for the first year of my scholarship to North Carolina a State University, shout out to the Aggies, but ended up going to another university, which I met lots of wonderful people, but it was not my institution of choice because the adults were stealing. Y'all got sticky fingers in APS, and there's a spirit of theft that goes around snaking its way in that organization. Y'all need to figure it out before somebody figure it out for you. Mm-hmm. Like the feds? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be I'll be up in uh, prison with Larry. <laughs> Don't, be caught up in that scandal. Don't be caught up on that investment ambassad- <laughs> and that stuff. It's all y'all going to do. Um,
1: do
0: I'm the child
1: of an educator who worked at APS. Um, And my sister is currently an educator as well um teachers don't make a lot y'all already they, they're they struggling as kids to make a living and to, and a lot of them are single and they have single income households and some are parents and it is really hard um teachers try to work during the summer a lot of them to try to make extra money while they can while school is out and for them to work during that time and not get paid that that's rough um it's not right and i think that this is definitely affecting the caliber of teachers that we are getting and why we're not getting the kind of teachers that we want
0: and need um all right moving forward what else you got from atlanta kirby we had a lot going on listen folks is just reaching in areas where they are exposed to sticky fingers all kinds of stuff and this is a very unfortunate situation and i think we are probably gonna end up having a longer conversation about this on another podcast but authorities say a man saw another man hitting a woman during an argument at a georgia gas station an investigator said the man went to help but the other man shot him and he died the man that tried to assist in this domestic violence situation he died on the scene um specific details Um, Dekalb County police are investigating a confrontation that ended in a deadly shooting at a Chevron gas station. And we talked about gas stations we go to. Chevron is not one of them for this exact reason. Um, Hey, Costco, how you doing? Uh, The shooting happened at the Chevron off Candler Road and Misty Waters Drive. Doggone Candler Road. Uh, Police on the scene told Channel 2 Steve Gelback the victim was killed while trying to intervene in a couple's argument. And, you know, I've had experiences. I was in New Orleans with my ex one year. And... Uh, we were walking back from the French Quarter back to the Moxie Hotel, and it was a group of friends that were walking together, and one, two of the people were a couple, apparently, and they got into an argument. And we saw that they were yelling at each other, but okay, you know, we're minding our business, and this is after an accident that we had of our own, and I told my partner at the time, we're not helping nobody else, because we're not going to get hurt and get uh, caught yeah. up in other people's stuff. We're passing a, um, an intersection or like a, a going across a block, and suddenly we hear a... And it was a loud, resounding, like you heard it through the alley. And as I turned around, I just saw this woman toppling over. So I knew immediately the man had either hit her in her jaw or directly in the side of her head. And he's, like, standing over cussing at her. And my partner got, like, tense. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, we're not doing this. And it's really, really unfortunate that, first of all, that domestic violence issues like this are happening. But even more unfortunate that if somebody tries to help or intervene, their life ends up potentially being on the line. Literally, me and my partner almost got killed trying to help somebody get out of an overturned car. Um, and so it's just, you know, feel like you're between a rock and a hard place because you want to, you know, take care of your community. You want to see about people. You want to make sure folks are all right, but then potentially putting yourself in danger in the process. In this situation, unfortunately, this man died trying to defend a woman that he doesn't even know. You know, it's just, it's really, really scary out here. It's really scary out here. Uh, how do y'all feel about it? Well,
3: first off, I'm sick of punk asses hiding behind these fucking guns, right? You, 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 you got enough in you, um, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, um, to sit there and, and get into fights with your significant others, um, with your physical hands, you know, you should be able to take on somebody else who's coming to stop you without having to pull out a fucking gun. Um, that, that's, that's the first part. Um, Secondly, like yeah, like to your point, Auntie Kirby, like you're you're stuck trying to see if you're going to, you know, intervene and and be that person to, you know, help because you don't know where that outcome is going to, you know, leave you. But you know, unfortunately, this particular issue, you know, the man is no longer here uh, because he wanted to step in and and not allow somebody to beat on somebody or, you know, put somebody else in danger. Um, I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of people hiding behind guns.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Um, no good deed goes unpunished. I have found myself saying that all this month. Um, and it's sad. It's so, it's so sad. It's tragic. He really was trying to do the right thing, be a good Samaritan. Um, for me, black men get help, get mental health help, Treat your your anger issues. Stop taking out your anger and beating up on women. Women also, stop goading these men because there's a lot of women who think it's funny and cute to get up in a man's face or they, they hit somebody because they're used to that. All of us, we need to do better. Everybody needs to keep their hands to themselves. but definitely as a man, stop it with the hitting on women and get the help that you need to treat those anger issues that you have because you have a problem. And not yeah. only angry at her, now you over
0: here, and now you want it for murder. Right. There are free psychological services in most counties. Contact the contact county health department. Just because you don't have an insurance does not making an excuse to not make sure that your mental health is taken care of.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, heart goes out to this man who lost his life. Um, He
1: definitely, if he was the type of person to try to step in in a situation like that, I imagine that he is likely to be a pretty decent individual at least in life um if not a great person because a lot of people do look the other way um and don't ever try to intervene he tried to do the right thing unfortunately he lost his life for it That is so cowardly he said you got hands for this woman but you got to pull a gun out when a man stepped up to you right uh, what what, <laughs> what the fuck is that um This is again at gas stations, you guys This will be a lot going on at the gas station. Like I said, that's why we try to stick to, you know, well lit, you know, a lot of witnesses around a lot of protection. um, Major gas stations, because it does get really scary out here. Um, This is this is what causes people not to want to intervene and not want to get involved. Um, I do, I know some people are not gonna like this, but I just want y'all to think about that, that same apprehension that you have and that same danger. This is what law enforcement deals with every time they're called to the scene. So please just try to be a little bit more considerate and cooperative when officers arrive because that's what they're afraid of. You know, walking up to a window, somebody pulling out a gun and shooting them or something, because it happens that fast. The same way happened to that guy. So please understand when they're asking you to stay still You know, and everybody's yelling, trying to tell them what happened because you're wanting to help. But understand, like, safety is always going to be a huge thing. Um, This is tragic. This is tragic. And this is another reason to stay out of these domestic situations, y'all. And women, if you're in it, make a plan to get out because it's not going to get better. Okay? It's going to end one way if you don't. And that's going to be with you in the grave. Okay, Um, Kirby, uh, one more story I know you wanted to share with everyone to give us some information, and I think it's really important that we need this for the summer, especially.
0: For sure. Again, along the lines of protecting yourself, uh, recently uh, a pool of mosquitoes tested positive for West Nile virus in southwest Atlanta, my side of town. Uh, Fulton County Board of Health confirmed that mosquitoes tested from Southwest Atlanta have come back positive for West Nile virus. Those of you that don't remember, I want to say it was maybe about (laughs) 15 years ago when that kind of first popped off. It might have been even earlier than that. Uh, The infected mosquitoes were detected in a trap at Brown Middle School near the southwest portion of the Atlanta Beltline, and although a single mosquito pool uh, was found in the Southwest Atlanta, only a single one tested positive, Uh, they're encouraging residents to all be vigilant in practicing personal protection and mosquito control methods. For me, it's not going the fuck outside. Uh, we've had a lot of rain in recent days, and that is true. It's been raining long for about 20, 25 days straight here in Atlanta. Um, and those warm temperatures coupled with containers uh, that are holding rainwater create a perfect breeding ground for mosquitoes. Uh, the county said that they will continue to collect test mosquitoes for the virus every year uh, from July to October. And last week, those test results concluded that one pool tested positive again for that uh, West Nile virus. Y'all be careful. West Nile virus can cause a whole lot of hemming and hawing stuff inside your body. Uh, so on top of keeping yourself hydrated for this Atlanta heat for this summer, because you still got to get through August, on top of making sure that you stay strapped if you need to and go to gas stations that are lit, on top of making sure that if you're in a domestic situation that it's not safe for you, that you remove yourself. Also make sure you put on bug repellent because these weapons, mosquitoes are trying to kill your ass too. Let um, me tell it. y'all
3: uh, <laughs> So my mom lives out in Staten Island. And what's did- <laughs> the... Those mosquitoes, if you've never been to New York, much less to Staten Island, Staten Island has the worst, the worst, in my opinion, on the East Coast, um, issues with mosquitoes and West Nile. Um, And growing up, we've always had to like double up on repellent um, because you just never know. And there's a lot of swamp-ish type of land up there. Um, very hilly, so there's pockets all over the place, um, and we we grew up around uh, Stapleton, and right outside the house, right outside the projects, wherever you at, there's always a pool of sitting and water, and it's like a swarm of mosquitoes. So take it from anybody, <laughs> make sure you wear some bug repellent because there's no
1: joke behind that, seriously. Yeah i'm starting to think like I, I agree with you on the new york because like y'all's animals i don't know what i i kind of i slick think teenage mutant Ninja turtles was based on a true story and it was really For some real. overgrown ass turtles and a rat living in the sewer like y'all rats look like possums yeah and those like are- they're huge <laughs> i i saw a video of people filming yeah. what I thought were very large squirrels. Nah. And I was like, that was badass squirrels, like big squirrels. And they were playing around a tree in a park. Like in the day, middle of the day in the park, because like, it's beautiful. Like oh, all the little squirrels. They were rats. Fucking rats, man. They were rats. I was like, what is this? So yeah, like I can imagine the mosquitoes up there are they probably look like um hummingbirds or some shit. Like they probably are like little <laughs> birds. Little pterodactyls just going around terrorizing everybody. So like yeah, y'all be careful. They say if you um store like rainwater, which are good things, um, make sure you're you're using it and pouring it out immediately. Um and if you have flower pots and the little with the little um catcher at the bottom, flip them over. Um, because they're coming for even the smallest little bit of standing water. So everybody be careful. If y'all see the truck spraying, that truck threw me off first time I ever saw it. I thought somebody was trying to kill us. If you see the truck coming through spraying, don't be alarmed. They're doing that retreat. Kill the mosquitoes.
3: I'm pretty sure it, it right now. Instead, I'm
1: thinking about yeah. fall. <laughs> From y'all, you know, <laughs> New York is just a different kind of place
0: um all right
1: well we're gonna get into the rest of the menu that was the atlanta portion kirby thank you for that letting us know what's going on in the a moving on in south carolina um if y'all remember attorney alex Murdaugh was indicted for the mothers of uh, the murders of his wife and son in 2021 um he if 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 y'all don't remember his wife maggie her name's really margaret maggie 52, and his son Paul, 22, were found shot to death at their family property um, a little bit outside of Hilton Head. Um, Alex Murdoch actually called 911 himself um, and told them he had just returned home and found their dead bodies um, laying there at the house. Um, He's currently being held on $7 million bond for different crimes, alleged financial crimes. What kind of financial crimes? Glad you asked. Well is in reference to his former housekeeper y'all who also died in 2018 at their property with a tragic slip and fall accident um and apparently he's trying to like he's trying to take the money from those um settlements and stuff like that so we, we we have seen a um alleged uh pattern of tragic deaths around Alex Murder! I don't want to be his friend. Everybody he know keep um ending up dead. Um, what do y'all think about the murder? Seem like a lot of murders <laughs> are happening around the murder. It's murder. Um,
2: it's yeah. murder. <laughs> uh, literally hard uh, people have died but i'm just saying like this story fascinates me <laughs> on so many levels because i'm like it's out of control so like the That's story amazing. starts before these murders it starts with like the son who's now deceased allegedly by his own father now, but it started with him in a drunk boating accident, where he killed one of his friends and then severely injured a couple of the other friends The dad was doing some. Uh, scammy stuff with that trying to work out settlements, then, as you mentioned the housekeeper who had a slip and fall. Her family not, never got her life insurance. The dad was stealing money from his own law firm, which has been in their family for like generations upon generations. Um, he took a hit out on himself. He took a hit out on himself because after the wife and the son was murdered, I guess his intent was to leave his 10 million life insurance policy to his one uh, surviving son. Like the, the story is just like, a horrible gift that keeps giving like they need to make a movie about this because it's just like you know one of those situations where it's just like reality is crazy crazier than like fiction could ever be and i want to see it depicted because this family's off the chain this is and also be a the yeah your name can't be murder and you out here committing murders just all over the place like come on man
1: this is gonna be a bomb <laughs> netflix series or hbo max series for that. sure because this this it's like, you can't make this up. Like, this really nah. happened? This dude was whacking everybody, including <laughs> himself. Like, it's crazy.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. Anybody else had anything on this one before we move forward?
0: I'm really nervous because literally for Juneteenth, <laughs> all of your head, which is also a place that my grandparents used to vacation because if you were anything close to a yuppie in the South, in the '90s, late '80s, you had some sort of timeshare either in South Carolina, Florida, or North Carolina. So the fact that I was literally there for Juneteenth, I am so gl- I'm so glad that I came back alive. Like this is crazy, and it also just shows white male entitlement at its finest. Like you gonna kill yep. everybody and yes. get away with it, bitch? Right. Please, right. I, I can't. Yo yo, you got <laughs> you got something. Little to do calling 911 allegedly. Um, yeah, this,
1: this, this, this dude is this, this dude crazy. everybody, everybody dropping around him, you know, and he out there sending out messages through his attorney to my to my friends and family. You killed your friends and family. <laughs> <are> you, <laughs> <about>? you got <laughs>
0: nobody left. <laughs> no, um, nobody, baby. He swears he's innocent.
1: <laughs> um, I guess he's he, it, the burden of proof is, is on the state. He's innocent
0: until so proven guilty, but. Generations and generations of that law firm and some generations of incest because that's what creates serious mental illness.
1: <sighs> Moving along, Kirby, I'm coming to you on this one. Um, Subway eat fresh. Um, a U.S. judge ruled that Subway can be sued over saying that their tuna is, in fact, 100% tuna. So I know you enjoy this delectable treat. A um, little $5 foot long has been a staple for a lot of us. It got a lot of us through college hunger and all that good stuff. But if you ordered the tuna, you didn't just eat tuna. Now, this isn't the first time we've seen things like this. We've seen like ads like for fast food or pizza places that say, now using a hundred percent beef and you are like well what was y'all using before? kangaroo you know <laughs> so,
0: is this gonna keep you from ordering the tuna melt down the subway well let me just say this um i learned very quickly even in college that them five dollar foot longs was five dollars for a reason um, anything that runs through you in 30 minutes is a problem. But I just want to pull a piece of information from the article here. It says that the lawsuit cites marine biologists who analyzed 20 samples of tuna, uh, of tuna offerings from 20 different subway restaurants found, quote, no detectable tuna DNA sequences whatsoever in 19 of the 20 samples. Uh, but I mean, say the samples did contain other types of DNA. Such as from chicken and pork. Listen, I'm a Southerner. I love me a good piece of swine. Sometimes I love a good rib, a little oink oink. Um, and maybe this is why, you know, in college the tuna sandwiches had a, had a chokehold on me because it wasn't really tuna. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> had um, a pulled pork slide. Oh, <laughs> basically. Sauce <laughs> instead of mustard and extra mayo. Uh, you know, I, but I have long said that you know Jared did not lose all that weight eating them down tuna subs. It's a lie. It's a whole lie. This bread, first of all, it smells strange. Anybody that's ever been in a home where fresh baked bread has been uh, been made knows that fresh baked bread did not smell like that. It's too sugary, number two. And then also, anything that come prepackaged, and I learned this after working at the 100% beef people, anything that come prepackaged is liable to be some space food. It's tang, baby. It's not orange juice, OK? Um, this is really unfortunate. Um, this country is trying to kill us every potential way that it can. Hashtag capitalism, no matter what restaurant you go to, you got to check to see if something is 100% this, 100% that organic and people begin mad at us quote unquote, bougie people us- Classes, people that are like, no, I want the artisanal, show me what farming came from energy. Mind you, the reason why y'all grandparents lived to be 90-something years old is because they wasn't eating trash. They was eating beef and pork and all kind of foolishness, smoking cigarettes and drinking whiskey every freaking morning, and managed to walk up out of here at 95 years old with most of their teeth nothing. Why was that? they was eating real food. Subway, I'm disappointed, I feel disrespected, I feel bamboozled, hoodwink, ran them up. Plymouth Rock did not land by itself. (laughs) She and she want her money.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, run me back because I needed that five dollars back then. Just because I was carrying a coat first didn't mean I had money. Okay. That's hard.
1: Well, we'll see what happens with
0: this.
2: Well, that's just—I just, just want to say that's really fucked up that there's they snuck pork in there because there are people who right. do not eat pork who have religious. Right. You know, issue or not issues, but you know, constraints or dietary restraints and all of that stuff. And you are over here sneaking yes. people pork
1: and
2: chicken. Come
1: on. They think they eating tuna, like you said, whole time. They got a pull pork slider okay. and didn't even know it. Like, I mean, you hit the nail on the head with that. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I they, those people probably feel very violated. I would imagine, right now, and I hope they get paid for their pain. Seriously. Um, uh, Auntie Carpenter, I'm coming back to you again. I know you wanted to give this update as well. as <clears throat> the West Nile, um, some people think we're out of a pandemic, but not yet.
0: No, the pandemic is not ever going to be over. Let's be clear. They didn't release uh, smallpox. They didn't release, uh, I don't know, what's the iron lung disease. They didn't release tuberculosis. None of that type of shit. This is essentially a type of flu cold virus. We're going to be living with COVID until COVID probably destroys the Earth. It says that BA.5 is actually on the rise, which is another new strain of COVID. Um, And it is actually uh, reported in a lot of uh, major metro areas, including Atlanta and San Diego, that COVID cases have been on the rise for the past month or so, and specifically this past week. So y'all, you still got to wear your mask. You still got to be careful. Folks even be looking at you while you're outside. Uh, At this point, feeling away about you having a mask on. And I feel like it's not a problem. Like if you got a cold, if you got the flu, if you got what the happened? food, put a mask
2: on. That's like, right.
0: you ain't gotta, you know, what happened to you know protecting your fellow neighbor, your fellow people. Like everybody is like really like hurt and jaded, like, well if I'm gonna die, you're gonna die too. It's very much like killing energy um, out yeah. there. Murdering people, subway murdering people, APS murdering folks' pockets. We can't get away from being killed. It's too much. Auntie
1: Coco not here to say it, so I guess we'll say it for her. Were your mask.
2: <laughs> Period. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wrap it up. Strap it on. <laughs> Keep your breath to yourself. Keep your breath you, to yourself. I see you with a case on your phone. <laughs> If I
1: see you with a case on your phone and you ain't wearing a mask, it's a rap. <laughs> I understand you. I understand you. All right, moving we'll right along. Um uh RIP to Ivana Trump. Y'all, Ivana
0: Trump welcome unlimited from Verizon oh, at
2: our best oh, price
0: ever.
1: Just $30 this per- is terrible. Go ahead. Oh, no, well, yeah. uh, okay. Ivana Trump has passed away at the age of 73 years old, um, she died at her Manhattan apartment. She was found um, unresponsive at the bottom um, of a set of stairs. The ME determined that the cause of death was blunt, uh, forced trauma to her torso. Um, as we talked about old people falling earlier, that man was 72. Just for comparison, Ivana was
2: 73.
1: Um, uh, she leaves behind um, three children and 10 grandchildren. Um, Y'all yeah, know she is the first wife of Donald Trump, our former commander in um, chief. Your former. Cele- celebrity in chief,
0: uh, as saying.
1: I like to call him. Um, Ivana is one of my favorite first wives ever um, for many reasons. Um, was anybody else familiar with her, or was she even on anybody's radar other than being Donald Trump's wife?
0: I mean, one of my favorite movies in the world is The First Wives Club with Bette Miller, uh Goldie Hawn. <laughs> it's the movie where Ivana comes in, and I can't remember the epic line, but she basically said, When you get divorced,
2: don't, I don't you know, know how I know
0: it. Okay, well, I'm gonna let you tell the people what's the fa- what's the line from First Wives well, Club? First of all, let me say Ivana was a
1: businesswoman, and I think that's a lot of times people don't realize that she actually was running a lot of the Trump businesses when they were married, which led to their divorce because He didn't like her being a boss. He wanted her to be soft, you know, cute and in the background. And she was actually bossing up on people. Um, She actually managed part of it. She did interior design for a lot of their properties, but she managed the plaza hotel, which to this day is still one of their biggest properties. And she did it back in the heyday. Mm. She had a clothing line, jewelry line, beauty products, fragrances. She has authored several books, one about divorce. And um, how to move on after divorce, how to know if your man is cheating, um, giving practical advice to women about prenups and things like that um, about um, divorce. um, The First Wives Club thing, one of the most iconic things. That's one of the times I I think that's when I fell in love with her as a kid um, watching that movie, because First Wives Club, for y'all who don't understand is exactly what that is a bunch of first wives getting together and celebrating and and empowering each other. And she was a famous first wife. So she came to their party and they were like, Ivana, Ivana, thank you so much for coming. And she was telling them, like, take care of yourself, have your self-esteem. That was a big thing she pushed. And she said, and like I said, don't get mad, get everything. That was the line. And I think that that has been like it was a funny pun in the time but it's like a life lesson don't get mad get everything when people do you wrong when people shortchange you when they doubt you don't get mad get everything and and she was wickedly funny and I think that that was just perfect for her so I of course she a rich white woman so we don't have that much in common but (laughs) <laughs> that part of her and her sense of humor and her, and her tenacity, her ability to move on after she got done wrong because she got cheated on very publicly and then he married the next woman. Um, mm-hmm. Being a <laughs> when When the world fuck with you, being
0: a That's what I got. Mm, love it. Well, rest in peace, Ivana. Um, I hope that nobody puts her down downstairs considering what's going on right now. We need to
1: make sure the Murdochs was not over there. Where was Alex? Where where, where was Alex Murdoch at the time of this? (laughs) Y'all sure he was in his cell?
3: Hiding behind the snacks and chips.
1: You know, when it comes to trip and falls.
2: (laughs) Fuck her kids though. Fuck Avana's kids though. I do want to just go on the record and say that.
0: Ah, well, here we are. Mm.
2: Yeah,
0: they Donald's kids too. You know when you. mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah
1: but yeah okay moving on speaking of kids put your shoes on challenge um took a huge out of social media this last week if y'all missed it which i don't know how you could have this is a challenge where family members whether it be a usually a parent comes to their child and just suddenly says hey i need you to put your shoes on <laughs> and of course kids are like for what put your shoes on i'm about to go fight like if it was me i would tell my child I'm about to go fight this lady and she got a um kid your age and while i'm fighting her if they try to jump in i need you to fight them okay come on and they wait and see the children's reactions now some kids was about it to the point i was a little nervous like what the heck they have been waiting oh.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah the little girl with the bike oh. He threw the um, shit out that bike. One little boy tickled me because he got so excited. He was like, go get my fighting shoes. I was like, he got fighting shoes?
3: He yeah. said, um, I'm a double punch.
1: <laughs> one girl said, this is my moment. I was like, damn, she been waiting <laughs> on this moment. Um, you had kids that started crying because they didn't want to fight. You know, mommy, I do scared. Know. You had one little boy. He was with his dad. He was like, no. <laughs> and video game, there were so many hilarious reactions What stood out to y'all Do you think Because you had some critics that said This is traumatizing for the kids Which I get it um, And that this isn't something you should play with And if you, the kids in y'all life What do you think their reactions Would be Do you think that they would be ready to go Or do you think It would be some hesitation Yo-yo <laughs> Yeah
3: Look, hey, I got a squad. <laughs>
1: Kirby, no, a New York squad. Huh?
3: When they when they ready, shoes on, shoes off, it don't matter. They going outside with me, so <laughs> I mean, they may. You know, I may have like one or two that you know be behind everybody, but they still coming regardless.
0: So. I'm here for okay, it. We, what
1: you got? They putting their shoes on
0: or they crying? Well, I only have two nieces. Uh, one of them, uh, as soon as I said somebody wants to fight, would have went ahead and gathered their things because that's what she likes to do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's her favorite. pastime. my other one, and strangely enough, my other niece is in the Air Force. She gone She be like, why would, where are we? Like, is there is there an immediate threat, auntie? Like, I don't... <laughs> She
2: said,
0: have a weapon. Like, she's gonna be investigating, like why why are we doing shouldn't, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. shouldn't we? Yeah, like shouldn't we police? My oldest, uh, my oldest niece though, oh my god, she be done took one of her poles from working with somebody here. So
1: yeah. About their life. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, mine gonna be TCG. They trained to go. Um, I'm like put the shoes on, they like they on. So, <laughs> um like one of the little girl, her mom was like, "Get dressed." She was like, "Oh, I'm dressed." And she had like her scooter, and she like threw it over her shoulder. It's my weapon.
0: Yeah,
1: like, it's, it's our weapon. weapon. It's gonna protect us. <laughs> <laughs> the whole scooter. <laughs> the whole way. Some of these kids they playing. Um, one boy, he like grabbed a mask and everything. I said, "This boy about to pull out the Draco." This, this is. <laughs> they, they scared, but it, it was. I, I can see uh, where they say, like, this could be traumatizing, but not real. Really. I, I think trauma, tra- tra- the word trauma is used, like, really loosely. Nowadays, mm-hmm. like, everything is traumatizing. Like, if you don't get your kids bubble
0: gum in the checkout line, they're gonna be like, trauma, this is childhood trauma. <laughs> that's, that's
1: not what that is.
0: But also, you gotta remember, you're raising somebody's adrenaline levels when you do stuff like that. So you definitely do want to be careful, because even children, they got hormones and biological, and their nervous system reacts the same way that ours does. There has never been a time in my life, even when I was six years old, and Ta'Kisha York tried it during lunch, or when I was grown and that teenager tried me on Marta. Like you feel your body physically get hot and get prepared to literally fight. And so I could see how some people. I would be like, yeah, this may not have been the greatest idea, and especially seeing some of how some of them was crying for real. I was like, oh, the baby really is scared. Yeah. Know your kids. Some of your They're kids. Be, drink.
1: Okay. Right. <laughs> it's gonna be just fine, and some <laughs> of the and I I know this ain't right, but like I I'll be side I could like, so you gonna let me go fight by myself? Yo. And get beat up. <laughs> 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 Bet. Bet. Understood. <laughs> <laughs> Check. <laughs> um, and I know everybody's not a fighter, you know, but like like have they back in some kind of way, like, well maybe we can talk about it, mom, but maybe we can figure this out, call the police, something. But just to sit there and start crying, see that's why I don't like panickers. Y'all the type that when something pop off, you're gonna get us killed because you don't know how to react. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need y'all to start running drills with your kids. Yeah. Okay. Of what to do in emergency situations, my family used to do that with us. We did fire drills and everything at home. Stop, drop, and roll. Let me see how you're gonna do it if the fire get on you. Because I don't need you panicking and don't know what to do when the time comes. So <laughs> some of y'all need to run drills with your kids because it was pretty pitiful, um, and people don't know how they react in an um, emergency situation. Which brings me to the next story, because. <laughs> Because one of these people didn't know how to react. Anyway, um, I'm gonna take y'all to the Dollar General. <laughs> oh Jesus. So much be happening in the Dollar General. That's why I don't go in there. Um the Dollar General employee shot a customer. Um we don't know, of course, we only see what was on video. All right, when the video came on, they were in the middle of exchanging a bunch of yo mamas between the two unclear who threw the first yo mama out uh, but we do know um that they were saying so your mama looks stupid hey all know your mama's is fighting words but we did see the customer was first to go behind the counter grab the employee drag her from behind Look, can you demonstrate that again yo yo she absolutely good. grabbed her from behind yes the counter and proceeded to hit her and punch her several times while um, cursing her out um, and, and, and assaulting her. Um, the worker was able to get away and got back behind um, the counter, at which time she grabbed a firearm. I saw, saw that grabbed the firearm um, and came out and shot the customer. Now, I want to point out where I said emergency situations. Now, after that lady got away from you and went back behind the counter, that was when you should have quickly exited the premises because you should have known that lady wasn't just gonna stay behind the counter. But instead, the employee was still talking junk and slowly picking up debris from the ground. At that time, that is when the employee grabbed the weapon, came out and shot the woman um the customer the customer fell down at which time the employee stood over her yelling bitch what you say and kept repeating why did you do that to me why did you do that to me she just kept yelling that over and over at the time the cameraman um was frantically telling his lane his uh companion wayne to grab the batteries um uh, so that they could go and then he exited and that's where the video um ended so this escalated very quickly uh, from a verbal altercation to a physical altercation to a shooting. Um, I don't know if y'all shop at Dollar General, but this could happen in any, any any location. Um, Kirby, I guess I'll come to you first. Um, what are your thoughts on this situation? Who was, was it? Anybody right? And anybody wrong?
0: i know that there is a proportion of percentage to handout of wrongness because nothing was right about the situation but i am not going to speculate on that um i will say this though i don't really like strata man the god that much i mean you know i look up to him from, from a professional standpoint but i think as a human being he might be trash in real life but you know that's alleged but he said something really poignant many years ago which is that if you slap somebody and they shoot you you can't be mad uh which essentially means you don't know what people be going through or have been through I'm a person that's been carjacked. I've been hit by a car. Um, I've dealt with certain different types of abuse before in my life. So I have to tell people, like, even when I was working at an electronics store, don't tap me from behind because I will swing on you. And it's not because I'm trying to. It is still a reaction that I am working on trying to to deal with as far as having PTSD around having folks attack me and get into my physical space, which for me, I take personal. And the thing that I also like to help people understand is that some of us like myself take our lives very very seriously i don't care what reason that you might be doing it if you cause me any type of violent discomfort be prepared to sign your death certificate um in this particular situation um you know i i'm not condoning gun violence in any type of way and the lady did not have to react with gun violence, she could have called the authorities or even just brandished the weapon um, at that person. But I also recognize in the heat of the moment and the way that the human mind works, you disrespected, you violated me. So now it's time for you to understand what's really going on out here. And I kind of almost identify with the lady standing over her. Why did you do that? You don't know what kind of day I've had. My mama could have just died. You don't know what was going on in my life and then on top of that people just have audacity you're going to pull me from behind the counter and commence to whoop my ass and then linger i got you this reminds me of a story that i told earlier in the season when i was at Pont city market and a whole homeless black guy walked up to me and was talking about, hey, you got some change. I was like, oh no, sir, I don't carry none. And he commenced to tap me on my shoulder twice, really hard saying, oh yeah, you look like you ain't got no money. And I am ho- and I started hollering like that. It, it, it shook me because I'm just like, you probably about to attack me. And I had to find the episode where I talked about it, but essentially I ended up pepper spraying him. He threw a chair at me. And for once in my life, I felt like finally I was able to defend myself because I had been a victim of the carjacking. I got choked during the process. I had been victim of being hit by a car, by somebody who was not driving properly in, um, at night. And so finally being able to defend myself, even though I think that there were other ways that she could have reacted, I'm kind of not mad at the lady at shooting that lady because like you don't play with people like that. You don't know this person. You don't know their background. You don't know what they're capable of. The same thing about my friends telling me about road rage. Sometimes you just got to let stuff go because you do not know what somebody has in store for you. And that lady was laying on the ground. She was real cavalier. (laughs) <laughs> your mama, yeah, I beat your ass on the block. And when she shot you, you hollering, please, stop. No, 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 Keep that same energy. K-T-S-E. Keep that same energy. <laughs> Ooh, Auntie Kaylee, what you got? Well...
2: Um, I mean, it's just wild. It's wild. This actually happened at an O'Reilly auto parts. So I was confused about the batteries too because I was like, why are they really like so hung up on these batteries, the cameraman? I'm like, they talking about some energizers? No, I think they were talking about a, a car battery, which would make more sense. But I'm gonna say this, stop, everything is not for the internet. Stop shooting stuff for the gram or for World Star or whatever. That situation did not have to escalate to that point. Maybe had you not been so busy with your getting your camera phone out, maybe you could have talked to Layla, like, hey man, you know, chill out. But I don't know, he could end up like the man at the gas station, you never know. But, um, keep your hands to yourself, like I said earlier. Um, like Auntie Kirby said, yeah, hands on somebody, you don't know what that response reaction is going to be by that other person. Um, I think it's unfortunate. I mean. Over your mama? I mean, come on. And the lady who shot, she's 31. I'm sorry. No one can sit up here if someone says, Oh, your mama, your mama's stupid. Like you don't know, Kathy. Like so. <laughs> <laughs> and also my mom is not like if i'm like defend we don't have a crest to defend so like if i end up shooting somebody because somebody called my mom fat and ugly like she's going to be like why would you do that like my mom would have questions for me so i mean i don't know do better black people please do better Maybe all of us be
0: yes. your to yourself Maybe they went to APS school, so they weren't educated enough to know that that was not a reason worth. This fighting. happened in Dayton. So Oh Ohio. Just, oh, Ohio. Okay. okay. I thought I was about to say Florida. I was about to say oh, never mind. Um, you brought up another
1: thing because the, the title of the story had Dollar General, but I saw a lot of content comments that people were saying that actually looks like O'Reilly's. It is O'Reilly's. Uh, sure. It was O'Reilly's. Okay. I, I didn't know because I don't know what the inside of that, it looked like, but they were saying it looked like. So.
0: One time, I have not. have been O'Reilly's maybe twice in my life.
1: Oh, oh, oh O'Reillys. Um, the main oh, question What is, escalated in an O'Reillys? Like, like, yeah. How did that? How did this even get to that point in an O'Reillys? And the question is: Did the gun come from behind the cooler, the candy, or the chips? Because we know that's where they're keeping
3: them.
1: Well,
0: they um, behind, them. The <laughs> <laughs> behind the batteries. <laughs> behind the batteries. <laughs> oh, my god. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Um. All right, any, any more comments on this one? No, ma'am. All right, well, me. that's the menu, you guys. Yeah. Uh,
2: that's oh, it. Yeah. We
1: got through the menu.
2: That was tasty. I, it was real
1: good.
0: <laughs>
1: I appreciate all the good commentary. That was real juicy to open up the season. Well, we are at the bottom of the um, show. You guys, right here is where we're gonna teach y'all. Well, we're gonna leave y'all with some good things.
0: Want to tell you about our book of the month, Kirby? Let them know what it is. Absolutely. Why I Love Black Women by Michael Eric Dyson. Uh, He states, son and husband, soulmate and teacher, Michael Eric Dyson owes his success to the love and support of the black women in his life. Yet too often he warns African American women are the victims of negative stereotypes that dominate the larger culture and even many quarters of black America. It's time to stop viewing black women as scolding sapphires, welfare queens, professional prima donnas, and carping competitors with white women and to start giving them the respect and love they deserve why i love black women is an act of cultural restoration that rescues black women i ain't going to say rescue no disrespect my Gary dyson uh, but it helps to aid in keeping black women from vicious rhetoric and irresponsible generalizations it is a catalog of virtues and unapologetically cheerful view of black women that rescues their strength and beauties from callous denial or cool differences Um, and respectfully, I I just, I don't like that rescue part, but we'll come back to that. But thank you, Michael Eric Dyson. We appreciate you. Y'all can get your copy of Why I Love Black Women by Dr. Michael Eric Dyson on all platforms, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, Books a Million, maybe your grandma's garage. Um, and make sure that you read it for the month, uh, or the rest of the month of July. That is our book of the month.
1: All right. And for those of y'all who are just joining us, we do encourage reading. So every month we have a book of the month, um, it, and if you read more, that's great. But at least if you read one book, every month you will have read at least 12 books um, in a year, uh, which, which is good because we want to stimulate our minds um, and always keep it working. So Why I Love Black Women by Michael Eric Dyson. All right. It's time for our let goes. Sometimes you go get your food, your food, you sit down, you're excited to eat, you open opening up and your fries ain't even hot. You got to do a return. We like to call them. Let go,
0: All right, yo-yo. I know you got to
1: let go. What are you
3: letting go this week? Ooh, help me. <laughs> Poor communication. Mm-hmm. I am letting that shit go um, 110%. Um, learn to communicate, you know. Um, sometimes what you may have to say may hurt someone and their feelings and they'll have to deal with that, but you need to say it um, and, and, and and you know, offer clarity. So I'm letting go of folks that can't communicate properly.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And specifically who are unable to communicate with the purpose and intent of understanding. Mm. That part.
1: <laughs> we call it effective
0: communication okay start reading often you might be able to develop that. for those of y'all who don't know the communication process Uh the
1: encoding the decoding i'm gonna break it down even simpler okay Uh the communication happens when the sender sends information to the receiver right the receiver translates the information to themselves and they can give it, and you know that it's understood when they give it back to the sender in the same way that it was given to them. So the sender knows it was understood. That is effective communication, okay? Mm.
2: That also encompasses uh, encompasses active listening as well. Come
0: on. Period. Oh, botache. I wish somebody would stand up in the sanctuary this evening. Active listening,
1: as in listening to understand, not listening to them to stop talking so you can respond
2: yes
0: oh yeah well we're let right. we mm. letting go
1: of poor communication and non-active listening mm. um in addition to that i want to let go of not staying in your lane Ooh. um standing your lane is a very important thing um and i made a few notes i just want to share them because it's, it's, it's very frustrating whether it's um, in your personal life or your professional life when people don't understand their lane and don't stay in it okay so it's staying in your lane the first important thing to do is know what your lane lines are
0: huh. know where
1: they are when you drive on the road you see the white lines the yellow lines it shows you where you go what your lane is and the boundaries that you have so we got to define the boundaries um so that we know where the actual lanes are okay so when people do that stay in them also look ahead don't look just directly in front of you look on down the road so you can see what's coming so when you you know when it's curves or detours or things like that so again you can stay in your motherfucking lane all right because when you're only looking directly in front of you at what you want you're not seeing the rest of the traffic and the rest of the road and how it's moving. So please look ahead. Um, number three, observe all traffic lights and signs. Okay? <laughs> Yellow light means you need to slow gas down. Okay? Red light or stop sign means stop. Stop. Don't go that way. Um, it's not a suggestion. If you see a yield sign, yield to the oncoming traffic. How does this apply um, to real life? Sometimes you got to stop. You got to yield to those who have more experience, more knowledge, and more ability than you. That's not your lane. And for those who have critiques of, well, I don't want to stay in my lane because I'll I'll never get to move up. No, you stay in your lane until you're ready to transition. When you have outgrown <laughs> that lane that ain't your lane no more, and you will naturally move into another lane. But mm-hmm. until then, please stay out, folks. way. When you stay in your lane, won't be no traffic. OK? I'm letting go of people not staying in their lane. OK. I'm um, all right. right. Yes. Well, that is our leg. Did anybody else
0: have any that goes? No, I'm in agreement. I'm touching agreement with everything that I'm doing. Yes. People. Ooh, child, pork, you're mm-hmm. not sitting in your lane. Those are definitely cold fries. Yes. But <laughs> well, that's what we're letting go. But we're going to always
1: leave y'all with something good. When you go to the cookout or get your food, you have leftovers, you got to wrap it up in that good old uh to-go box, that aluminum foil, we like to call it our to-go box. Take it home, put it in the refrigerator, eat off on it for a couple of days. Do your
2: thing, to-go box. Kaylee, did you have one for us? I do. Um, I do personally at a point where I'm trying to refocus, recalibrate, um, and just re-energize my mind. And so um, I actually downloaded an app that sends me affirmations throughout the day, and it's been lovely. And so I would like to share one of those. Um, I am directing my energy at the things that matter most to me. Um, and so that is kind of just where I've been at uh, mentally, uh, minding my business, staying in my lane and also uh, improving myself so I can be the best Kaylee, Auntie Kaylee, that I can be so I can get back to the to the people. You know? mm-hmm. yeah. 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 And not be that. a lane. don't want to be a drain.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> OK,
2: we receive it. We receive that. Thank you.
1: Um. All right. Auntie Yo-Yo, you had something in the to go box?
3: Um, this would be a quick one. I I I think take heed to the words that people say to you. You know, listen, listen close and uh listen to the intention behind them as well.
2: Mm. That's
1: all amen. Yeah, I love that. We
2: see you. All
1: right, Auntie Kirby, you, you I don't think you had anything in
0: to go box this week, or did you? But you know what? I will add something to the whole There's nothing Let like go. a plate that's full. Mm-hmm. In addition to being properly affirmed and to listening to what people say to you, and Yo Yo mentioned intention, remember that the intentions behind behavior and words are typically indicative of the outcome. Mm. Say it. Boom. Oh.
1: All right. And that is our to go box, ladies. So, y'all got some good stuff to take home, put in the fridge and there, and, and eat on throughout the week. No, say we ain't leave you with nothing. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, before we get out of here, Auntie Kirby, I'm going to ask you for one more favor. If you can give everybody um, some social media shout outs, where they can find everybody, how they can, can communicate with us, and if they want to connect and come on the platform, what we would need from them. Let's go
0: absolutely so if you want to get in contact with the young aunties extra crispy extra wet podcast overall you can follow us on instagram uh it's on the ticker at the bottom at extra crispy extra wet um you can dm us send us a you know smoke signal fox carrier pigeon whatever you need to communicate to us we'll we'll make sure that we respond you also can email us at hello um at extra crispy extra all of that is spelled in standard american english if you don't speak it we probably don't want to talk to you anyway um you can follow until yoyo at yo indigo art it's on the screen there y o i n d i g o a r t on instagram lovely visual expression amazing artist um, has on some merchandise right now y'all clothing so definitely check her out get you a nice sweatshirt get it early cuz season just like the summer came early so shall the winter um <laughs> auntie kaylee at Killer kaylee she's there on the bottom of the screen k-i-l-l-a-triple h underscore k-a-y-l quadruple e if you don't understand what that means again leave us alone you can also catch up do i it's okay you can also catch up with auntie nick uh auntie nick would you like me to shout out your instagram sure that's fine you can follow her at nick spitz n-i-c-s-p-i-t-z Okay, for the people, because the English language is a little bit buffed up. Um, but that's neither hidden right there. And again, um, if you want to be a guest, if you would like to be on our Wednesday lives, catch us on Extra Wet Wednesdays every Wednesday. Our first Extra Wet Wednesday for Season 5 is coming up this coming Wednesday. You can do that. And then obviously, you're going to want to subscribe and hit the notification bell on YouTube if you are seeing this on YouTube as well. We're getting ready to build out our YouTube channel, bring you all visual content, things that you want to see. Uh, we're really, really excited. We have been constantly growing since we started this podcast in January 2021. And we're going to continue to elevate and expand uh, and, and create exponential growth for ourselves individually and as a group. And we're so excited that you all have been along for this journey. I appreciate you all continuing to stay on the bus.
1: And that's it, everybody. Um, are all hearts and minds clear?
0: Yes. All mm-hmm. hearts and minds are clear. are, are clear
1: all right well thank you ladies for your amazing commentary as always y'all will find us we'll be back here same time same place next week see y'all on extra wet wednesdays but we're going to do it again with even more content um and some more interaction y'all thanks for going with us we appreciate it we don't say goodbye around here we like to keep it straight atlanta and we just say
0: all right then shout hey, hey, shawty. hey.